What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Where's the Handbook, your not-so-professional guide on how to handle life's unexpected twists. I'm your host, Elizabeth Johnson, and welcome back, you guys. It has been, like, I don't know, two weeks or something since I've put out an episode. I definitely had somebody say something to me about it. I can tell you about that. Basically, this person left me a review on Apple, and it said, gave me three stars, and it says, good start. I've really connected with the strong storytelling in the first episodes, but I've been waiting two plus weeks for additional episodes to drop. Lizzie, which also, if you know me, you know I hate that name more than anything in the entire world, um, promised that there was a lot of content for listeners regarding her handbook for navigating personal slash love struggles, which we all know, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, she listens with her stepdad, and basically, I let this person down. So I apologize to you, whoever that was, because... Today, I've got two episodes dropping for you, and you know what? I, yes, I ideally would love to put episodes out every week. That's kind of like the goal, but, and I think I mentioned this before, that I need to feel very confident in what I'm putting out because I don't just want to put out anything just for you guys to listen to, Um And right now, I've got two really good ones. This one and the next one um, are epic. I'm so stoked for them, and I have so much to update you guys on. And I feel like this was good that I had a little break because now I've got stories for you, and I can't wait to tell you. But yeah, so these two episodes are coming out. I'm stoked. I had one of my girlfriends on from Richmond, so I did my first Zoom um, podcast episode and it went so well and it just opens the door for so much more and but yeah so I apologize about it being a while but here I am I'm back so listen to this you guys so y'all remember how I said I don't do dating apps right well if you follow me on TikTok you or even on my podcasting Instagram you know that that is now not the case one of my good friends and I we made a joint hinge account ladies or guys I'm telling you, if you are just like single and trying to have fun in whatever, try this out because we made it and I didn't think it'd be like a hit at all. Like I was like, okay, like whatever. We specify that like, no, we are not lesbians and no, we're not looking for a third to join in whatever people imagine. So yeah, we just started swiping with people and we went on our first date two weeks ago to a taco place for Taco Tuesday and it was hilarious it was so fun and we basically meet up with the guy that we swiped with and he low-key sucked he was hammered like hammered out of his mind but he brought friends which is kind of what we ask for it's like we're just out here trying to meet people we're out for a rip we're here for a good time so we go and we meet up and his friends are awesome they're so cool we ended up all hanging out we ditched the dude who we initially matched with and hung out with the friends that he brought. And now me and my friend Shay are in a group chat with the other two. So it's been just like super fun. It was, it was a hoot. And so I'm going to start, I started it on TikTok where I put, I mean, I put our profile and everything on TikTok explaining what we were doing. And then like, we're really like we record everything. And so we have like clips of stuff. So I'm going to mash them all up and then just give you like how our dates went each week. But we had the this idea that we're going to just go on the same date each week, Taco Tuesday, but like with new people. And Hawaii is interesting because you'll have people that are just visiting, which is ideal, or you have people that live here. So 
anyway, that's the update. No, I'm not on dating apps for actual dating purposes, but this new joint hinge account is hysterical. It's just so funny. We actually have a date tonight, so I really have to wrap this up and then just upload these for you guys because I got places to be. But anyway, yeah, like I said, it's been like two weeks since I've put out an episode. So happy President's Day, happy Valentine's Day, happy whatever. Um, this is probably the first, well, I never really celebrated Valentine's Day because I was in a long distance relationship. So I typically worked or I would do something with Barney because we were roommates. But this Valentine's Day, you guys, I had the best Valentine's date of my entire life. And I don't even know if you would technically classify it as a date because it's just a friend of mine. But basically, we're hanging out Saturday night and I was with two friends and I was like, oh, what are you guys doing tomorrow? And they're like, oh, we have this like scavenger hunt thing, right? In the morning. And the one dude like did not sound stoked. He was like, oh, yeah, like I forgot I signed up for that with him. Like, and they're just friends, but he was like, oh, I forgot I signed up with that. Like he sounded bummed about it. And so I sat up and I was like, I love scavenger hunts. Like, can I be your plus one? You know, like screw you to the other one. And so the other dude was like, really? Like, well, yeah, like, will you come? And so I was like, yep. I was like, here, this is at like 2.30 in the morning, right? On Saturday night. So I was like, the scavenger hunt started at 7.30 a.m. So I was like, let's just pull an all-nighter and go to this scavenger hunt and crush it. And he didn't really know. All he said was like, this is a scavenger hunt. This is all I know to report at this time. And that's when it starts. So we show up at 7.30 a.m., And I think eight o'clock is when like we get this text message. And this was like the most organized thing ever. I actually am currently making one for my group of friends and it's so legit, but I was like shocked at how organized this thing was. So we started off and we had to do like X amount of things to get to 50 points. And then once we submitted that, we got a QR code, right? Scan the QR code and it brings us to this app and it's like a full blown scavenger hunt. It gives you a clue and then it has... It doesn't even have a map. It just has like a neat, like an arrow, like a needle arrow of like a compass almost. And it tells you how many meters until the destination. And then you just have to send it. So we're, I, I originally thought like, okay, scavenger hunt. It'll probably be like in one general area on island. No, we went all over the island and it was incredible. There were 13 stops and it was anything from, you know, paddleboarding to an island, like literally another island right there. And like three or or, yeah, like three different hikes, like, and we were sprinting. So the guy that I was with, it was so funny because this is probably like our third time ever hanging out and we get paired up. And this is like, this isn't a scavenger hunt, you guys. This is like the amazing race. Like that's literally what it became. And so we get to the first thing and he does the paddleboard out to the island and back. And you had to get to the location in order for your phone. It's all GPS tracked in order for your phone to be like, ding, next clue. So he goes out and gets that. And then we have to, we're like in a car, like we're going literally all over Island. And the next one is I had to like sprint the Lonnie Kai pillbox hike, get to the top to the first pillbox and like sprint back down. And then on to the next, we had to go to like Obama's new house or something. And then a couple different like landmarks and, you know, and then another hike and it was just crazy, but it was so fun. And it took us five hours and we crushed it. And at one point, 
And again, this is just a friend of mine, I think. And so I look over to him and I'm like, you know, like this is a challenge that like, or this is something that like some couples find really challenging because of their like communication. And I was like, and we are crushing this. I was, and for, oh, PS, I should say that first place was $300 and I just got a ticket for hiking in the woods. So I was like, cool, I'm gonna need that. So I was all game to be like super competitive and we had just pulled an all nighter. So that's a side note. But I just looked at him and I was like, we're like really good at communicating. <laughs> like we both might have something to say, but like neither of us were getting frustrated. The only time I really got frustrated was when I thought we had already won. And then I realized that there was two more steps in the process. And then we got all turned around because the neighborhood was a clusterfuck. But anyway, overall, I just kept looking at him and I was like, this is the best Valentine's Day date I've ever had in my life. And we were just joking and all this stuff, but it was so fun. And I 10 out of 10 recommend that if you can organize that for your friends, there are so many websites where you can do it. And I'm currently organizing one for my friends. We're going to do it in three. I have three weeks to plan it. I pretty much have it all done. I just have to like do the clues and stuff. But it was epic. And that was probably the first valent. Well, I just keep joking saying that it was a date. It really wasn't. But that was probably the first quote date that I've had in years. But um, yeah, it was so fun. I hope you guys had a fun Valentine's Day. I don't think yours can top mine. But that's just me. But anyway, um, yeah, speaking of dates, I do have one tonight, so I got to get rolling, but I do want to say, um, so yeah, I come into this and I was like, all right, I'm doing my episode with Emma, right? And I just think she has such a unique story. I was like, your story needs to be told because it's relevant and it's eye-opening and it's a, a place where I don't really, I can't relate because I'm not part of the community, but it was super interesting for me to hear and I just wanted her to be able to have her story told. And so, yeah, we did that today and we've been trying, guys, we've been trying to do this for like so long and just, it didn't work out. And today was the day. And that is why I'm sorry to whoever left that review, um, that it took so long, but I promise you it was worth the wait and that these two episodes are just so much better than what I could have put out as like a filler episode. So it's worth the wait for sure. But um, we actually recorded her whole episode about her topic. And then at the end of it, I stopped recording, but we were still on Zoom. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do an episode seven, like before I put your episode out, um, just to, you know, maybe preface it or, you know, get myself back out there at first. And the more we got talking, I was like, wait a second. I was telling her what it was going to be about. And she's like, wait a second, wait a second. And she had so much to say. And so I was like, wait, let's just record this and I'll just throw it on with mine. So I'm going to add me and Emma's conversation into here. And then episode nine is going to lead into her, her topic, which I love. And I think it's super important. So here's a glimpse of what, or not a glimpse, but basically I don't even know how to transition this because I'm super awkward. So yeah, this is me and Emma's conversation. Okay. So I'm recording. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, some of the things I got into with an episode seven was like really uncomfortable for me to talk about. It was like, you know, me, like I'm, well, you know, me best (laughs) basically, but it's just (laughs) like, it's like, I don't, I'm like, I don't really talk about sex. It was a very uncomfortable thing for me to bring up. And I was like, well, 
everyone's already heard me cry on David's episode. And now I'm opening up about something that I'm like super not okay with being vulnerable about. So it's just, it's just crazy. Like it's just been really. Yeah. Well, and it's weird to think of it in that way, because I remember listening to your episode when you were talking about how you felt uncomfortable talking about sex and clearly as your best friend for a second, I was like, what is she talking about? Because (laughs) like, uh, like I'm speaking on behalf of our friend group, like we knew all about your sexcapades with exes and things like that. And so I was like, um, Liz, you're, you're not closed off at all about this, but then right. I, I had to kind of put myself back to when I first met you and like, you're definitely someone who has walls up when it comes to certain things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is like opposite of me when I like, I feel like I'm an open book kind of when it comes yeah. to sex and, um, and, you know, it, we definitely came from different backgrounds, at least when it comes to like religion. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I was like, I had to sit there for a second. I was like, what is she talking about? She right. <laughs> yeah. And it was just crazy. Cause like, so the thing I love most about this podcast is that it gives, so basically like I start talking about things. Right. And then I have people reach out to me and they put this like tight, not, I don't want to say title, but they put what everything that I've described into like a definition or like a word that describes it basically. So last week I was just, you know, super awkward of talking about sex and I'm like, yeah, I was raised super private. And like, I don't know, it's uncomfortable to talk about. And so one of my girlfriends from high school reached out to me and she was like, I can relate. I know all about purity culture and like the church and how it raised you, like how we were raised and like the mindset, like I get it. And I was like, holy shit, can we talk about this? And this is like the greatest thing that I love from this podcast because it brought me back to a friend who I was super close with in high school, who I hadn't talked to in a while. We keep up through social media, like normal, but we had like a three hour long FaceTime and it just like opened my eyes to so much where I was like, okay, like I'm not crazy, like in feeling how I feel. And it's just like being vulnerable to that point was just like, now I just don't care. Like now it's like, it's, and that's why I mentioned too in episode seven, where I'm like, when people bring up what I've talked about to me, like in person, I'm like, mm-hmm. take it up with the podcast, Elizabeth. Like, don't bring, <laughs> don't bring me into this. I'm just trying to enjoy my beer at the bar. Damn it. Yeah. Like, I'm you off know. the clock right now. <laughs> exactly. But it's just like super interesting. And that's what I love. And you're like a great person to talk to, to about sex, just because like, like you said, we have like completely different backgrounds when it comes to this. And it's just like, it's just crazy. I don't know. I, I don't know. So I guess we're yeah. talking about sex now. I had Emma on for a whole nother different topic and episode and we <laughs> recorded that. And then it led to this whole conversation. So we just said, fuck it. We're going to backtrack a little bit and then this will come out and then your episode will come out. And it's just, I'm excited, but yeah, my mind was like, definitely. I don't want to say warped warped, like, isn't the right word. And I have no I have nothing against how I was raised and how, what my parents taught me and everything like that. I I had an amazing childhood. I love everything about it, but I can see how it's affected me as an adult. 100%. I think that, I don't know, like, what do you think? Like what, I mean, you said, like you said, like when you met me, you're like, wow, when I can look back, I can definitely see. Cause like, I'm just super like, I mean, what was your thought of me when you first met me? Like, I'm just super, like, I feel like I'm an open book, but then I have to remember like, I guess I'm really not. I don't know. My first thought of you. Oh God. (laughs) Well, it's, um, it's actually, mm, so I love you so much right now. 
right now. Um, oh God, she hated me. Sounds like the beginning well, of a love story. When I first met you, I remember I was home on winter break and usually on winter breaks, I would stay with Haley and Emily because that's when they lived together downtown. Mm-hmm. And I met you at Baja. RIP to that bar. I know, I know that kind of ages us, but um, I met you and it was actually December of 2015, which is funny because earlier in the next episode we talk about, you say we met at rock bottom. And it's funny because no one remembers meeting me that night, but I had all these <sighs> first impressions of people who worked at rock bottom. Oh, no. And then I started working there and I remember everyone was like, you are gone. I don't remember if that's when you were in Paris or if that's when you were in Hawaii, who knows? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was somewhere. You were somewhere. And I started in the summer and people were like talking about you. And clearly I was, I was best friends with Haley. So I'd heard about you outside of rock bottom, but mm-hmm. Um, people kept being like, oh my gosh, you'll meet Liz when she gets back. And I'm like, I've met Liz already. All I remember is you are a spitfire of a human. Like you are a pistol when you first meet you. And I will say in some ways you're larger than life. Um, To a point where maybe, maybe, maybe some would say you might be a little obnoxious. I've gotten that. Yeah. (laughs) but I also I met you in a drinking situation so I think oh well game over game over (laughs) I just remember and you I just remember like your hair was larger than life and your personality was larger than life and I was just like this you are an Amazonian woman I'm all of maybe five two so you were like a giant to me and I was like oh this is like a a a loud girl like <laughs> so, Damn it, that's terrible I hate that no but you were also I mean that was years ago so we're, we're all like that at some point in our lives and we've all grown that up makes and me sound terrible different. yeah she's loud no. but <laughs> but that's also coming from me where I'm someone who's not like loud and out there when I first meet people I'm more shy so anyone's mm. loud to me but um and so it's funny though because you're out there in that way but then when I actually started being friends with you you had so many walls up like I think Mm -hmm. I didn't see you cry until like maybe almost a year into friendship and like Mm -hmm. I knew about your you and your family struggle with like David and things like that and Mm -hmm. but like you would never talk about it if it did get brought up it was like the moment you started even feeling like a tear was going to come out you're like new subject like Mm -hmm. so definitely with certain things and especially with sex I think you were super closed off oh yeah I was like yeah yeah, but then I think maybe once you realized I wasn't you were like okay this is someone who doesn't care what you know like yeah I wasn't gonna judge you you knew I wasn't exactly as I, I think, <laughs> I think Barney said this best when describing me, she was like, you're just a tough egg to crack. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like, you have this and the, I've, I'll have to get her to tell me that again. Cause I can't remember exactly how she worded it, but ever since then I was like, damn, like she's kind of right. And I mean, you guys know me best. So, but I think that's right. It's like deep down there's feeling, but yeah, up front, I, I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> You're like, like Shrek says, you're like an onion. You yeah, have right. Layers. Lots of layers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, um, and that's something too. I've always just been very protective over, like I like being raised so private, I've been very, um, private about anything home life related or anything raised, how I was raised related. And because I grew up in this like super 
not super strict, but pretty much, yeah, strict Christian household. Like my parents are missionaries. Conservative. Yeah. And like, so it was your just parents like, like their privacy. Exactly. And like, then when I reach adulthood and I'm like, oh, okay. Like sex is a very like normal thing to talk about. Like whether it be amongst strangers, whether it be amongst friends, like that was like the most mind blowing thing to me as getting older. I was like, oh my God, like what? Like that is something in the privacy of your own home. Like, yeah, do what you want. Be a freak, <laughs> do whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, don't get me wrong. Love it. It's great. But like, don't talk about it in pu- in a public setting. Like, what are you doing? Weird. Like, ugh, don't. Ugh. Yeah. And so it brought up a lot of like, I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but, and also for me, I was in my relationship where like, I, w- I wasn't experiencing the kind of things my friends were experiencing going out and that kind of stuff. Like that was not my, my thing. I was in a very serious long-term relationship. So that's why also it was like super weird. And even after I broke up, we broke up, I was like, well, shit, now what am I going to do? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Oh God. I do think there is like when you're in a relationship, you do owe that person like some respect in the way, like you might share it with your gal pals, but like, you're not going to go scream from the rooftops about your sex life with your you know, a close significant other. I just feel like that's exactly unless they're okay with it again. But then yeah. And that's the other thing too. Like the people in my life or that have been in my life. I mean, I've always been really close friends with guys too. I have two older brothers and Mm -hmm. I think that's the reason why I get super close with like guy friends and stuff. And I hear, I hear shit. Like I hear shit. I'm sure. (laughs) And so, and I hear shit from my brother. I hear shit all the time. And so I'm like, wait a second, like that seeing that side too. I'm like, even more, I'm like, I don't want to be the topic of conversation. Like how we're talking right now. Like, this is why mm-hmm. I don't sleep with any of my close friends. Like, no, hell no. Like, yeah, it's just weird. And it's just been like, oh, it was so weird. But this idea of like purity culture and how she, that girl reached out to me, was just like super eye opening, And it's made me realize a lot. And it's just part of my journey. Like I've said of this whole podcast is me like healing and growing and learning about shit that I feel like I didn't learn early on, like how you did, like you learned this kind of like this, you know? So yeah, it's just so weird. weird. Cause I think, I don't know this stuff, this stuff's just hard for girls. Cause I think there's just so many things you can be called based off of how many partners you've had or how little of partners you've had or Mm -hmm. your experience or, you know, this and that. And just as much as purity culture is dangerous, I also, and I say this from true experience, I also think that this like revolution of women taking control of their bodies, while I absolutely agree with the, the core meaning of it all. um, I think a lot of times, and especially in college, I thought that I was just being this woman who was, you know, I was like, yeah, like I went and did this or I'm spending the night with this person. And I thought internally it was me like owning my body, but in a way, like I fed myself that lie. And really I was just looking Mm. for validation in in the wrong places. Yeah. Um, But just kind of covered it up with this idea that I thought was awesome, but I was not truly living it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where like things like that thought process can also be just as dangerous as the mm-hmm. opposite. You know, you, yeah. you need to find this nice in between where sex shouldn't be something we're scared to talk about. It's natural. It's, and for you know, me, like I literally cringe. Humanity. <laughs> like, yeah, I literally cringe. It makes me like so uncomfortable. Like 
like when it's in a serious context, you know, when I'm talking to my friends about, Oh, guess what happened this weekend? Would they tell me they're crazy shit? I'm like, Oh, that's dope. Like, cool. But like, when it comes to like a very serious conversation, I'm like, yep, nope, this weird, I'm not going to be a part of this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But now with this, it's like completely changed with this platform and in the podcast, it's like brought up stuff, but it's been great. It's been awesome. But it should be something that's normal. Sadly, like you don't learn, at least I didn't. I'm, I'm originally from Virginia. So like our sex ed programs literally don't tell you anything. I don't even remember having any, like, I remember not of, (laughs) I remember eighth grade, there was one, but it wasn't like, that was weird because I'm sure it was more than this, but this is just what sticks out. My teacher like put up on the whiteboard, like a huge sheet of paper. And he was like, or maybe it was like in a Dropbox. I can't remember. He was like, ask any question you possibly have, like literally anything. He was like, I will answer them. And it can be anonymous, like blah, 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 blah. But then it just turned into like a super inappropriate thing as immature kids, Mm -hmm. like wanting our teacher to talk about blowjobs or like something stupid, like, you know, but that's like literally my, what I remember like of sex ed. And my mom claims that she had a talk with me and I'm sure we did, but it was probably so scarring for me where I've like completely erased it from my memory. Yeah. Like I'm like, (laughs) Ew, that's disgusting. Like like I wasn't allowed to wear a bikini until I was like out of the house. Like that's the kind of strict that I was in. Like, I remember being grounded multiple times because I would go to the pool in high school and like, I would borrow my friend's bikini. And like, I came from like a really small town. So someone's parents who knew my parents would see me and say something. And then I got in trouble time and time again. And like, that's also given me. And now looking back, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Cause I remember just like being like, mom, like what the fuck? Like, why can't I wear a bikini? Like, I just don't understand. Like I'm getting made fun of like, but I'm like mm-hmm. a tough person like that. Like it didn't like actually bother me that people would shit on me. I'd be like, yeah, my parents suck. Like, fuck me. Like, you know, but my mom, like you look w- great in a one piece too. So <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but at that time, at that time it was like, it was like the like yeah. Nike speedo or whatever the fuck they were called. Like, ra- cool. like racer fucking one pieces. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't cute. Now they're cute. But it was like, now what I've realized what that's, and this is just me, like in all of my reflecting, what that's done to me as an adult is that I'm very like body conscious kind of, of like being seen like, and don't get me wrong. I'm in a bikini 85% of the time I live in Hawaii. Like mm-hmm. I've gotten used to it, but as an adult, I just remember like, and this is why I dress the way I dress. I'm very, like, I'm not a super revealy ish person. Like, yeah, I'll have my tits out if I'm going out one night, like, cool. But on the daily, like, that is not me. I'm very much like, I uh, like my jeans and my baggy clothes and my t-shirts. Yeah. And like, occasionally if we go out, like, and I realized the more I've reflected is it 100% relates back to me being like shunned for exposing anything like as even as an athlete, I remember when it was like a huge deal when I started playing volleyball in spandex, like, Ooh, because it shorts. <laughs> when, when I ran track, I had, well, later in track years, I switched to jumping in spandex, but originally it was always like athletic shorts, like, you know, but I remember yeah. that being a thing. And I remember vo- volleyball was kind of like a good thing in that sense of like, it was like a step up to like being free like that. But I think it's definitely like played a role into me, like how I feel about my body and like exposing my body and shit like that. But also living in Hawaii as well, because I just wear a bathing suit all the fucking time. So, but I remember like, that's the kind of strict, like I, when I try and paint a picture for like how strict I grew up, like that's a good example. Like, well, that's just so interesting that you even bring that up. Cause like I danced my whole life. hmm. So to me, 
four out of the five like school days of the week I was going to dance class where you have to wear tights and a leotard yeah exactly and so but the the difference is like we were wearing that because as a dancer your teacher needs to see like where your hips are placed yeah where you're how you're turning so to me that was I was learning showing my body off was because for you know a reason it was for dance Mm -hmm. I wasn't whereas like not wearing a bikini kind of was like sexualizing the way, like yeah. the, the pieces of my body that people shouldn't see. A hundred percent. And my dad, like, and the reasoning behind like, and not even just my dad, but like any male in the church or anything would always be like, oh, you don't know like where a man's mind goes or like that kind of shit. And I'm like, like that's on them, not on me. <laughs> well, and also like, A, at this point, I'm like 12. Don't tell me that. Like, <laughs> like, oh, just, just fucking gross. Exactly. And like, you Who's know, the real person in the wrong here? The 12 yeah. year old or the grown adult? Who well, yeah. And I remember like the only time that I was like super okay and down with it and like felt like I was like, cool, whatever was like going to the Christian camps that I grew up in because everyone was wearing them. And then it was like, cool. Like yeah. I'm on the same playing field as everyone. Like we're all like, whatever, like, you know, and I remember the girls who would pack a bikini to camp had to wear a t-shirt in the pool. Like who looks more dumb right. now, bitch? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like I get made fun of on the reg, but at least at Christian camp, I'm cool. Like yeah, dumb shit like that. But yeah, it's just been like super interesting. Like as I've become an adult and now that I'm a single adult at that, like, that's the main thing too. Cause like when I was dating someone, like, it's like, what, like, you know, whatever, I'm in a relationship with you. I love you. Like, I don't care how you see me, all this stuff. But as an adult now being single and going out, it's like, whoa, what? I remember like, cause my girlfriend out here, she just ordered all these new dresses. Cause now things are opening up mm-hmm. and I'm literally like, yeah, I got a new, uh, I got a new party shirt and it's like literally an XL men's from Ross and it's dope. It's got tigers on it. And I'm like, dude, I'm totally wearing this out. Like this is my new party shirt. Gosh. Like seriously. And I'm like, this is what I'm comfortable. This is what I'm most confident in. This is what I'm most comfortable in. Like, this is like, this is me. Like I, and like, and it's crazy because I remember being in college and I was with Elena of all people, we were driving and this girl was walking to class and she, she looked great, but she was constantly like fidgeting her outfit and like making like, as she's walking downtown VCU. And I remember Elena said it perfectly. She was like, if you can't be comfortable in your outfit or confident in your outfit, like you shouldn't be wearing it. So like, I've tried to be the girl that's like mini skirt titties out. Oh, you're fine. Vera needs you. No, you're fine. What, babe? No. The pizza's not in the oven yet, babe. (laughs) Put it in the oven. All right, I'll go put it in the oven. One second, Liz. Sorry, I need to put the pizza in the oven. No, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, but we're all this time. Pizza is going in the oven, my lady. (laughs) Don't mind this. I'm dead. (laughs) Sorry, someone's getting hangry over here. Yeah, (laughs) engaged life, what? But, um, but no, like I remember being that person that would like attempt to wear like the mini skirt and like the cleavage out to like go out to the club. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll dress up. Like I love dressing up. I love dresses. I love heels, but it's gotta be something more my, like, I don't know. And it's just, and now that I'm older and I can reflect on that time, like I'm, I literally remember a conversation with my dad. That's like burned in my brain that I'm just like, oh, like no. 
So it's just interesting that a lot of my friends, well, all of my friends pretty much are just like, it's just so different. It's so funny that you had a sex talk because I didn't <laughs> with my parents. Well, apparently, I don't, I, I seriously, truly don't remember it. My mom swears we did, but I, like I said, I think I blocked it out because it was just like, Meh. for sure. Yeah. Scarred for life. <laughs> literally, literally scarred for life. But yeah, it's just been super interesting. Like you said, you were asking about the podcast and stuff like that. So I just like had to talk about that because you have an interesting perspective on that too. Just so different. So yeah. different. no, I'm like not to uh give all my information out to complete <laughs> strangers, but you know, I definitely like out of our friend group. Um have had the most experience. I was just about to say, I was like, you've life. had the most experiences. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, kind of across the board. And so it's just, you know, to me, it's something that's so natural. It's so normal. It's, I mean, it's a part of every relationship, whether it's because you talk to your friends about it, or it's because you're having it with someone you care about, or because it feels different with someone that you love or someone that you just think is hot. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, to me, I've just always looked at it as like, it's an experience. It's, you should never be ashamed of it. You should never, um, go into it. If you're already feeling weird, that's like probably the number one thing I learned over time is just like, if you're feeling any doubt before it, don't do it. Mm. Because I think that's a, a key thing is that like, just, even someone who like was more free and open with it, it doesn't mean that it had, it didn't need to be important to me or yeah. that I didn't need to know the person or care about the person. Like, yeah, that's just, you know, I think that's something that's a, like a lot of the times mistaken. Like I'm, I'm not just like opening up to anyone who's ready for business, like, right. <laughs> you know, but I'm dead, but, but you didn't need to be like the love of my life either. It, to me, it's just all about a funny story to tell or a good oh, time God. to have. And then cringe. I <laughs> know. Uh, I, oh my gosh. I, did I ever tell you, I started writing a book about. Oh everything. my God. Yes. You need to finish that book. I don't even know if I remember half the shit now, but dude, you have to, that was golden. Every chapter was about a different guy. Um, because I'd only been with guys and I, um, and I like gave them all nicknames. I wrote the intro to it. Actually, I actually wrote a couple chapters too. Yeah. I I remember this has been years since we've talked about it, but yeah, I do remember that you should definitely publish it. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was inspired by Chelsea Handler, my Mm. horizontal life. Good book. If you, if you want to feel a little more comfortable about sex, you should read that book. Okay. Yikes. It's just interesting. (laughs) What is it called? My horizontal life. It's a Chelsea horizontal life. Chelsea Handler. Cool. I'll link that in the, she talks about all her, um, well, her most interesting sexual experiences. Interesting. So crazy crazy shit but yeah but basically yeah so emma has had way more experience than any of us and (laughs) i'm glad that we got talking about this like i said y'all we recorded her episode which is super important which is coming next so definitely just click on over to um to episode nine or whatever i don't know i always say the wrong number when i'm recording and then i have to correct myself but whatever episode is next after (laughs) this 
but um because yeah Emma might have had all those experiences but she ended up with a woman so that's her story to tell but oh how the turntables yeah right (laughs) how the tables have turned yeah it's um a super interesting story that I think needs to be told and that's that's the next episode with her and that's how it started and then we finished recording continued to talk and I was like wait a second we need this. We need yeah, this. Is solid. Yeah. Cause I was like, I actually feel way more comfortable sitting here talking to you about sex than I will be when I end this and start talking to my microphone by myself. That's weird. So thank you for chatting with me, even though it was brief. Um, of course. So yeah, but it's just super interesting. Life is inter- adulting is interesting. I hate it. It's weird. I hate it, but I love it too. Mm. Just cause like, think back to like you in high school, you know yourself like it's a joke you thought everything was the end of the world and now I don't know it's just kind of nice to have that perspective on life now yeah 100% you just feel like you know yourself a little bit more oh girl this journey with me oh shit I'm like or getting to know yourself even more in yeah some like situations literally it's been so incredible I'm so thankful for everything that has happened it's insane I was actually just in a conversation with a friend um, the dude that I went on the scavenger hunt with actually, um, on the, on the way back, we were talking and I was like, I was like, yeah, like that breakup, like a hundred percent sucked. And like 10 out of 10 wouldn't do it again. If I had to, like, it was terrible, but, and I've always heard people saying this, like in the past being like, oh, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck that. Like that, whatever. But now I can sit here and, and I still wouldn't, like if I could go back and not do, and this is where I'm a little bit different. I think if I could go back and not do the relationship, I would skip it all in its entirety, hundred percent, but I'm thankful to where it's gotten me right now. Like it, it definitely, I can see how everything played out and it's like, I needed that to happen. Cause I never would have done the dive, the deep dive that I'm doing now had that not happened. Oh, I agree. 100%. I like as my closing statement, I will say, um, you know, being your friend and watching you start this, you know, what was a project and honestly now is, I would say more of a passion for you. hundred percent. Um, I, I guess most people will be able to pick up in the upcoming episode that, um, Vera and I are the friends you're talking about when you referred to how your ex was really close to people and we were going to have, you know, Vera and I were going to have him officiate at our wedding. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, being here through the whole relationship and the process and then your healing and um, furthermore sharing your healing with everyone, it's just amazing to see the person you've become through all of it. Um, and you're going to make like, me cry. <laughs> well, no, I just, and remember, um, you know, I think it was probably one of your beginning episodes where you talked about how you, you started drinking, you started doing this and that. And like, I don't know if I was the only friend who ever said it, but I, I do remember sitting there and having that conversation with you and being like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned, mm-hmm. um, you know, just with history and with family traits and you know mm-hmm. it's just something where I was like I need you to just tell me that things are going to be okay and this is just like for the time being mm-hmm. um I remember so that just, conversation but I don't remember what I said 
no, I'm pretty sure you were drinking. When we had oh, I, I, I 100% was like, that's not a doubt yeah. in my mind. And, but, um, but it's just amazing to like, just see where you're at now and know that like, this is what you were meant to do. And I'm so excited. And it literally like, I hope your listeners are excited to hear what you have to say, because as your best friend who already knows half of the stories you're freaking telling, I get excited every time. I just am so excited to see where this goes and I'm honored to even be part of it. So I know you were literally one of the keep on doing you girl. Yeah. You literally were like, (laughs) I think I called you and I was like, I'm doing this podcast and you're definitely going to be an episode. Don't know how, when, what, or whatever's happening, but like, just get ready. So yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. It's been a fucking You're crazy journey. <laughs> oh, and I've, oh, I've got plenty with this joint hinge. I and everything. can't wait. <laughs> Follow me on TikTok, dude. That's where it's all going down. It's all going down. <sighs> I but know. Anyway, I, I need, look- <laughs> I need COVID. Corona, Miss Corona needs to go somewhere so that mm-hmm. V and I can come out to Hawaii, Hawaii mm-hmm. and yeah. see you. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. That's happening. But I'll let you go. Get to your pizza and your woman. I know. She's hangry, so I got to give her something pretty soon. Right? <laughs> well, I love you, sister. Thanks for talking to me. I know. I love you, too. Bye. We'll put...